how to apply judo to everyday life. You know, I've been a, uh, I've, I've talked a lot about this, about how many years I put into judo practice years ago as a kid and then into my early teenage, teenage life as well. But I spent a lot of years after that, even to this day, practicing and studying a lot of the same judo practice. Um, I personally love the martial arts and I love what it represents. Um, I love every aspect of it. I mean, um, although I'm not a, I'm not a cage fighter, I'm not a competitor. Um, I tend to enjoy and, uh, thoroughly enjoy, as a matter of fact, the spiritual aspect of the martial arts because it has everything to do with what's inside and the stuff inside and around, um, who you are and what you do in life more so than being able to break boards and, you know, uh, punching people and, and, you know, attacking people and winning fights and things. Now, that being said, there's the physical component and there's the self-defense component of it, which is phenomenal. And, you know, you want to be able to protect yourself, take care of yourself and, and sometimes maybe assist others. I think there's a great amount of, of self-confidence that goes along with that. And that's, that's super important. But I think you're missing out on the, the deeper, deeper stuff. And people get wigged out with the word spiritual, but that's too bad for them, I guess, because there's a much deeper layer of, uh, of something else, something really special that goes on deep inside. And that happened, that happened quite a bit with uh, judo practice as well. And I've talked about this where we have, you know, you have a, uh, a tournament or a meet and, you know, you're, you're gearing up before the meet. And, and granted, your skills in judo, um, you know, if you want to go and, and perform, for example, Ippon Sienagia, like a shoulder throw, you know, you have the skill and the practice to do that, and you know how you're going to balance your opponent to be able to reach reach under, grab their shoulder, and then tuck your waist right up to them and then pull them over your shoulder and then slam them to the ground and, and you get that full point. That's super exciting, and those are skills. Um, but there's something else that goes on inside of you before that. So, for example, what's going to keep you calm so you don't overreact or get overenergized? What's going to prevent you from hurting that person and doing it skillfully with the intention of performing this skill move with an honorable way so that you don't hurt your opponent? It's not, in other words, you go to attack somebody to hurt them is different than having the intention. You're bowing, by the way, to show a sign of respect and you're bowing to your referee, you're bowing to your to your to the person you're competing against, right? And so there's a difference with the respect aspect. So my point is that the respect aspect of how you relate to your opponent and the, the, and the, the mental aspect of how you're going into the tournament is all handled by the inside stuff or the other stuff that, that happens before you use the actual physical techniques. And that can be said for any martial arts. You know, it's the same with Tai Chi practice or Qigong practice or Kung Fu practice or, you know, like Wing Chun when I practice it. Um, most of it's spiritual. It's deeper stuff. It's mental stuff. It's 
who you are as a person before any kind of physical attribute takes effect. Going to throw a punch at somebody with the intention of wanting to hurt or kill them for no reason whatsoever is a much different thing than saying, you know, I'm appreciating the, the, the gentle twisting movements of my, my ligaments, tendons, and bones. Um, I'm fascinated by the energy that's cultivated by doing standing meditation practice where you're just harnessing an energy field that you can actually start to feel the more that you practice it. Um, even psychological stuff that, you know, trying to be a better version of myself, accepting my own, own faults and, and things that hinder me from being the best person I can be is the deeper stuff I'm talking about. And when it comes to judo, let's say, for example, uh, in self-defense, somebody's coming at you and they're pushing you and they push you and you feel the, the energy, you grab them and you feel the energy moving sort of to your left side. Um, so, you know, you may shift right slowly, pull them and twist them to your left and pull, pull them over your left leg and put them to the ground. You're using their energy toward you against them and sort of sliding them gently over here, gently, but firmly at the same time to defend yourself. So you're taking a physical attack and you're sort of brushing it aside. Well, the same idea can be done mentally as well. You can more or less, as I've told my sister this before, you know, you can judo that. You can judo that. You know, you can judo that. You can judo that. And what that means is mentally see it as an opponent or a force that's coming towards you. And some things we want to absorb, like good positive things we want to absorb, good energies, and bad energies we want to sort of brush aside or sort of trip over our legs or or guide the other direction. You know, there are a lot of a lot of moves like um like in, in judo and in tai chi, sometimes there are similarities like for let me give you an example. Let me think here. Like so sukui nagi is a move so you're kind of straddled like uh almost like in a horse stance if you will and your opponents let's say in front of me and they're they're moving to my left i'm moving their energy grabbing them moving to the left and i'm brushing them with my left arm over my left leg that sit out like a table almost and they're, they're tripped over my leg well, it's much like cloud hands in Tai Chi where, you know, you're brushing, you're sitting in a horse stance more or less, and you're brushing your arms to the left, moving the energy to the left over your legs. I'd have to demonstrate that, but I think you can get the gist there. So those two things, cloud hands and Sukuinagi, are, are very, very similar. It, the, the notion is that you are brushing things aside and moving them aside, but not in an aggressive manner. If you watch somebody practicing either Sukuinagi or cloud hands, especially cloud hands, it's very graceful. It's very, very delicate. In fact, in Tai Chi, it's it's very important to be soft. It's nothing, it's not clenching and tightening. It's actually looseness. It's sort of like a picture a flowing, a soft, flexible branch in the wind or a, a bamboo branch, you know, just blowing in the breeze. It's very, very soft very very delicate and that's really important because you don't want to retain and, and harbor a lot of energy and a lot of tension and that takes practice it takes practice it's natural for some people but it takes more work for some others most others but it takes practice you have to nurture that and harness that 
So by by judoing things in life, it's it's this basically what that means because judo basically translates to the gentle way, and um, and and being gentle with yourself and others, especially with thoughts and things that happen around you, sort of soften yourself, sort of loosen up, and be sort of gently smiling, gently relaxed, and 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 be just gentle in your approach to everything that's coming your way. And you could brush things to the left, you could brush things to the right. Don't let things penetrate your heart. Let them let let them ease past you and, and guide them on their way. Sometimes a little bit more tension might be necessary to be able to move the big things. But most things in life can be done very gently. So when you think about judo practice, and again, encourage you to look up judo practice. Um, it's going to be, you know, like uh, Master Kano taught a lot about the psychological parts of it, the spiritual parts of it. Um, Jigoro Kano and... Uh, he he did a lot of a lot of books and a lot of writings, which are phenomenal books, and uh, you can learn a lot about a lot more about that from him, since he was primarily the founder of judo. And you know, depending on where you train and who you train with, you might be lucky and fortunate enough to get an instructor who talks about that kind of stuff, because those are the those are the treasure trove, man. Those are those are really important teachings. And in any martial art, it doesn't have to be judo, um, any, any martial art. Like my, my teacher, Master Yang, um, teaches uh, Tai Chi and Qigong. He shares that part of it. In fact, he refuses to call things punches. He calls anything that has to do with a punch, he calls an energy touch because he doesn't believe in violence and stuff like that, so, which is amazing. It's just, so the things I learned there are phenomenal, just phenomenally deep. And... I'm constantly having to bring myself back to back to that learning path, you know, to to bring yourself back to that. Um, so it's very profound, but but that's why I'm just in this talk here. I'm talking about judo, how to judo your way through life, or how to apply judo to everyday life. And you know, for me personally, again, I'm I'm not nowhere near perfect. I'm always on the path to to trying to improve, to get closer to the best version of myself that I can. And I think we all should do that. I think it's very important, but that's our individual choice. But for me, that's super important. So I'm trying to take responsibility for all that. So when I was in judo practice and I'd bow to my partner or bow to my opponent, I want to be able to bow to everybody in life and and honor everybody in life, but also be able to have the ability and technique to use self-defense of my body if I'm ever attacked, which is seldom ever the case, but... Um, but certainly of the mind, to be able to have self-defense and the ability to move energy in certain ways, depending on what's going on in my life. And I'd encourage you all to do the same. You don't have to have a black belt in judo. You don't have to have a degree in judo. You can just have a mindset and mentality of judo or tai chi or kung fu and things. Remember, kung fu is like a way of life. Judo is a way of life. These are all ways of living your life. And the best masters teach that all of the deeper values of what's really, really special and what's really, really important. That's what they teach because that's what's most important. So try to apply that mentality to everything you do in life and see how that changes your life.